Welcome to Confessions of an Obese Child. This is a podcast that deals with early childhood trauma, disordered eating, binge eating, and more. We discuss self-loathing, triggering to binge eating, and then many post-weight loss topics like survivor's guilt, the body positive movement, and more. And we interview formerly overweight children as well. So please join us for another episode of Confessions of an Obese Child. All right, we are back, and I do need to work on that abrupt ending. So we are back with another episode of Confessions of an Obese Child, the original podcast from Naturopathic Earth that was started way back, more than three years ago. And if you're new to Confessions of an Obese Child, I definitely recommend you go back to the back catalog because episodes 1 through about 20 deal with my childhood and different incidences in my childhood. Uh, Episode one is why did I become fat? And then we have episode five, the locker room where they used to steal my clothes and so many kids would fit into my fat shorts. And then we have the amusement park. How I couldn't ride roller coasters, the competitive eater, uh, how I was treated by women, the swimming pool, all these fun vignettes. And then after episode 19, we started doing post weight loss issues like survivor's guilt, exercise addiction, orthorexia and so forth. So today, in the midst of the virus scare, bum, bum, bum. Look, I'm just really fast. Guys, influenza kills more people every year than this does. And I'm not saying that people aren't dying from this, but understand it's older people, so it's not killing most of the people. And yes, I understand that young people can give it to older people and older people can die, and we don't want people to die. But Jefferson has this old line, when you give up freedom for security, you get neither. And I just see society just I don't know we might have martial law for all I know I mean the, the, the way things are going and you can't trust government you understand that government always has another interest that's not yours Look, today we're going to talk about your early childhood trauma and we have some episodes and confessions that are similar to this where we talk about early childhood trauma and and how it leads to addiction and look there's different types of abuse when you're a child there's physical abuse sexual abuse psychological abuse and then neglect And any of these could lead to you not feeling nurtured on some inherent level. And if you don't feel nurtured, you're going to turn to something. There's going to be some sort of addiction that you're going to turn to, which makes sense, right? I have a hole. It's not being filled by mommy and daddy giving me nurturance. And so I'm going to turn to whatever I can to fill it. For some, it's going to be food because food is the most readily accessible thing when you're five. And with me, it was food, of course. I used to, <laughs> I used to uh, uh, order pizza because I would steal mom. I would steal money from my mom's purse when I was a kid. Uh, when we'd go to the movie theaters or we would go to the mall because she was a shopping addict. And uh, what she would do is is every Every like almost day in the summer, we would drive far in Houston to go to different malls that essentially had the same stores, Macy's, Dillard's, all these. And then she would just buy a bunch of clothes and then she would leave them all in her trunk or she would take them home and put them in closets. I talk about this in in the early episodes. And so I would open my closet and there'd be bags of her clothes falling out. I mean, she would never open it. It was just her way to soothe her anxiety because she was kind of an aloof, non-nurturing woman because her father and her mother were that way. And so she didn't nurture us, and therefore we turned to food. This is why we have episodes on address the intergenerational trauma. 
Anyway, so we would go to the mall and she'd give me $5 and I'd go to the arcade. I mean, literally, she would just dump me in the arcade at six. And I wasn't complaining, but I don't think she really worried about it. I think I complained because I didn't want to sit around in some department store, right? And so she's like, okay, mijito, here's $5. And the thing she didn't know is that I had already stolen 5 or $10 from her wallet beforehand. And she wouldn't know because she had a lot of money in her wallet. And so I'd have $10. And so what I would do is, is use half of that to go to the the, the uh, food court. And back in the early 80s, you know, you could buy a lot with $5. And then the other $5, I'd go play video games. Or I would just use all $10 if I really had to feed the the, the, the hurt and shame and then just kind of walk around the mall and, and get into trouble and then run around and, and do goofy stuff. And so I wanted to bring that up because, look, for her, it was shopping, and then later it was smoking. You know, it's, it's so addictions. When you don't get that early childhood nurturance, you're going to manifest the whole, and the whole can morph and change into different things as you get older. And this is why you hear people say that they have the addictive personality. And you'll know people that let's say that they they go from eating and then they have an eating disorder like women and then they'll lose the weight but then they'll, they'll manifest it in shopping. Then they have the shopping addiction. It's a new addiction that they're going to have. And then after they get in trouble by their husband, because again, most women marry men who make more than them so they can tap into their resources. It's just a it's a form of security, hypergamine security. Then they get in trouble. Then they'll all start secretly drinking, or with men. You know, they'll go from picking up. Uh, since men are not as introspective about early childhood trauma, they normally don't manifest it until high school, and that's when they start turning into drinks. So instead of just having a drink and saying, no, I'm good after one drink, they start binge drinking. And then they start binge drinking, binge drinking, binge drinking, and then, uh, and then, or they do the porn, or they do both. And then once they can control one, they'll just go to the other. And so you just jump from addiction to addiction. They'll do fantasy football, right? Instead of just playing one league where you're paying $50 in, you're doing daily fantasy, and next thing you know, you've spent thousands of dollars. And so you see these people who are just jumping from addiction to addiction. And why are they doing that? Because they never address their early childhood trauma. You have to address that hole. And I've talked about it here on this channel. you got to do the deep work. You have to understand that you do have an addiction. And my, my recommendation is never to see an addiction as, oh, I have an addiction. Oh, well, it's a disease. Alcoholism is a disease. So now you can sit back as on a crutch and say, I'm afflicted by this disease and not do anything about it. And that's wrong. That is wrong because you can just sit on your arse and be like, oh, yeah, I'm an alcoholic. Uh, I'm going to keep drinking. Uh, no. No, use it as a crutch. Go, I have an addictive personality. I will jump from one thing to another. I'm an alcoholic. I need to address. You know, AA tells you that all the time, right? You need to address whatever issue that you have. And this is what you need to do. Instead of just being an, oh, I'm just going to hide behind it. I'm going to hide behind it. And this is one of the reasons I do this podcast channel. I have disordered eating. Now, have I have I addressed it? Yeah. Has fasting really helped me with a lot of it? Yeah. What does that mean? That means you got to go to therapy, guys. You got to go to therapy. You got to journal. You got to write all these things out because if you don't write these things out, it's going to come out and you're going to continue jumping from one addiction to the next, each one being maybe bad, worse than the one before, maybe better. Uh, and so you're never going to get fixed. So especially I would say this with, with the with the 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 men because men don't want to really want to address you know it's it's not manly to address these things 
but you need to address it and all of you need to address it. you got to do the deep work go back and admit oh my god you know find out what, what kind of abuse or nurturing you did and, and, and if you were abused or you were, you were a subject of neglect you know don't go back to the parents back you did this you did that you know at this point you know i mean how is that really going to help you might get an apology but you have to learn to heal without an apology then you have to go from being a victim to a survivor and then a survivor to a thriver. But the big thing is introspection and self-acknowledgement that you do have early childhood trauma and that it might have been that you might have turned to food and then you're likely going to turn to something else. And this, the last thing I want to mention is this is why I don't drink because I know my father was an alcoholic. My brother is a, a functional alcoholic. My uncle died of alcoholism. I mean, it's everywhere. And I understand that given my issues with food, it'd be so easy for me to drink and then drink two and then drink three and then next thing I know I'm alcohol dependent. And so I have hard liquor in my house, but I don't touch it. I don't even look at it. I don't even think about it. I have no thirst for that stuff because I know how destructive it can be. But at the same time, I understand that it. I do have an addictive personality and I need to be careful. And this is why I try to control things and I try to control things in my life because I don't want to go down that road of destruction. All right, guys, that's all I have to say. The website's Naturopathic Earth. Go check it out. If you want to help us out, there's a lot of ways you can do. So uh, there's a link for PayPal. Click on that and donate some money. You can buy Confessions of an Obese Child, the book, on paperback or Kindle or Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior, how I lost over 100 pounds and kept it off for 29 years. You can do that. If you want some one-on-one coaching, contact me via Clarity FM. Go to the episode notes and click on it. And look, Probably when this comes out, there's going to be no episode notes. I am like six episodes behind right now. I'm putting in episode notes. So you might want to scroll down to an old, like an episode from like a month ago, and you'll see the links. And we can do some one-on-one coaching when it comes to weight loss and weight maintenance. And uh, you can be an Amazon. Uh, you can click on our Amazon links at Naturopathic Earth. Just go to the food recipes and click on that, and that takes us to Amazon. And then anything you buy with on Amazon within 24 hours, we get a 2% commission and no expense to you. So look, if you're a shopping addict, that's great in this regard. Go through my links, and then we get 2%. And then, of course, please subscribe and post an honest review for Holistic Health News, Revelations, I'm sorry, Confessions of an Obi Shad, and the Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary. And we're doing super obscure oils right now. I mean, super. We just did Linden Blossom, and we got some other just super obscure ones. Go check it out. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Confessions of an Obese Child. If you'd like to reach us, find us at our Facebook page, Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News. Until next time, take care.